Tuesday, September 1st, 2020. Walking in the park with my buddy again. Kids are playing baseball. Bats are cracking. Seems like every week things are getting closer to normal, whatever that is. Nice being out here though. So the topic I told you I thought of walking up here but did not share with you yet is this. For the first time in history, and the last time in history, something happened and it kind of, I guess hit a tipping point, you know, 10 or 12 years ago, 11 years ago. And that is social media lighting up. And, you know, it collected a little bit of information from us when we signed up. And one of those data points, where did you go to school? So the first thing that starts happening is a bunch of old high school classmates start connecting with you on social media platforms. And I don't know about you, but I found it amazing just to see where so many people had gone in life that, I mean, I hadn't seen in decades, right? I guess a couple dozen years, give or take, at that point. And you had the, well, let's call it the senior superlatives, you know, most likely to succeed, <coughs> excuse me, which your brother was in my class, which came as no surprise <laughs> to me back then. And indeed he has, right? And you had that crowd of, well, you kind of could predict so-and-so obviously wound up in jail. So-and-so became successful at business or as an attorney or as an airline pilot or whatever. A lot of it was easy to predict. But some of it wasn't, at least back then for me. You know, Fred Smith, the founder of Federal Express, wrote his paper famously in college about the creation of this company that would collect and fly and ship and deliver packages overnight. And he got a C minus because the professor said, it's interesting, but it has to be valid, doable, you know, right. um, can't do that. Professor, that's why the professor was a professor and Fred Smith was an entrepreneur. A lot of entrepreneurs make C's in school, certainly not straight A's. <laughs> you don't say. You don't say. Well, you know, you've got, it really truly is fascinating because we tend to look at school when we're in school as sort of the end-all be-all. If you're good at school, you'll be successful in life. You're not good at school, you won't. And it's just a thing. It's a few little skills. You know, people are book smart, some more so than others. Some absorb information in class better than others. Of course, some people have higher IQs, more brain power. Sometimes those IQs, I think, may get a little too high to function, you know, 
what's the word I'm looking for, at maximum productivity in normal society. But fascinating. I just uh, I remember thinking back at the time, this has never happened before, and it'll never happen again, where you have those X number of decades between the time you left, say, high school. And I think it's most significant, the high school dynamic, college to some extent, but high school in particular. I mean, have you seen stuff like that? Looking at your friend base from back in the day? Um, to, to me, it was not as big a deal. I think, you know, the people that I was friends with, I remained friends with, and the people that I wasn't, kind of it was what it was. Yep. So, <laughs> it's kind of out of sight, out of mind, and I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm for the most part that way, too. However, you know, life gets in the way, even sometimes with good friends. You may go six months or a year right. and not see them or talk. And when you do reconnect, it's like you just last saw them five minutes ago. Yeah. And there were some of those, particularly some really old friends, back in the childhood before even high school I kind of lost track of and vice versa and we've gotten together on a number of occasions and we talked about it the other day the whole notion that you can you can always make new friends you can't make old friends and how you know precious that is really people that knew you back in the day warts and all love and respect you for you who you are and have become and in spite of your warts and all. Right. Pretty cool stuff. You know, you. I used to so look forward to high school reunions. You know, what's everybody doing? Right. What are they up to? You know, marriages, babies. How are their parents doing? And it was kind of the only way to find out, for the most part. Everyone walks into the room. Some of us may look better or worse than others, you know, with the, the passing of those years. And we really haven't had much of a reunion since, since all that broke. Right. It's like meet at a restaurant kind of a thing. Very few people fly in town for them like they used to, to get together. Because we all know what everybody's doing. But I still don't think it beats the face-to-face -face conversation. Totally agree. A, the, the advent of social media and things, I think it's a, it skewed society a little bit. Did it ever. Because it's, it's just created this, well, I know exactly what that person's doing because they're writing about it on Facebook. As we're in a face-to-face -face conversation, you can dig a little deeper and actually find out information about somebody as opposed to... The superficial, you know, two sentences about what life is like right now. Well, and presenting the best image of themselves in many cases. I think we're probably all a little guilty of that, at least. Um, you know, I don't like talking about challenges. I don't even like word, using the word problem. I just sort of like to deal with it and move on. So I don't talk about negative no, things. No, not necessarily negative things, but... You know, just to, when you have a conversation, you know, you, <laughs> it's generally a little bit longer than a, you know, a little longer than 140 characters, so. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Twitter. 
I don't do much on Twitter. I kind of use it as a source to read people's opinions. A little bit of quote-unquote news. Whatever the heck that's become. But, yeah, just just super interesting. You know, now, I guess there's some of the same dynamic. You know, my older kids at the end of college are still in touch. Probably more so than we were with more of their friends from high school. Yep. But there's still a weeding out process. I think that makes sense. I think it's just, I don't know, I think being in an office, it kind of makes you, I, I'm especially guilty of this. I don't really like looking at a computer once I get home from looking at a computer all day. So. <laughs> yep. And a lot of us do that. <laughs> I think that face-to-face conversation becomes more important to me. Completely understand and agree with that. Well, these conversations we have out right. here all the well, time. You know, being, I'm not in a very, I wouldn't say it's, it's, it's the most social environment. I mean, it can be, but, you know, you, you tend to, you know, you collaborate with people, but you also are trying to get your, get your work done. So, you know, <laughs> you're staring at a computer screen and being able to converse with somebody where there's not a distraction the computer in your face is, you know, is important at the end of the day to me. Totally agree. Totally. And it actually leads to, initially, it was more contact with people, at least I'll speak for myself, that I lost touch with. You know, connecting there would lead to phone calls, how you been, that sort of thing. And if you're not careful, it actually leads to less because... It's easy to wind up with less curiosity about what someone's up to when you have seen their last yep. 12 posts on social media. <laughs> you kind of know already. But that moment, that one gap of reconnecting all those people, I've just found it fascinating watching people who became... What's that? More or less... I don't want to use the word enamored, but... Uh, I'm trying to think of what, what the correct word for that would be, but do you, do you prefer the way it is now or when it when the advent first came out, the advent of <laughs> social media? So an interesting hypothetical. I guess I haven't thought about it in that way because we don't have a choice of going back to the way that it was. Sure. It is what it is. Yeah, and it's a part of life too. Yeah. So, you know, try and debate issues of the day a lot less than maybe 10 years ago in that platform. Sometimes, you know, the armchair keyboard warrior mentality that can come out in people. Well, it just doesn't produce the best in us. That's for sure. So a little more empathy, You know, try and use it. It's a powerful tool. Yeah. It's amazing. You can sit down for 10 minutes and get a glimpse into the lives of a few hundred of your friends. And it's incredible yeah. that we can do that. It's, it's not 
the natural way for humans to communicate that for sure that's for sure and we're a very much a social creature a community creature we need that stuff and probably we don't get enough enough of it or as much of it as we should because there's that lazy tool to fall back on where you know a little bit about what 200 of your friends are up to but you only know a lot about what three of them are up to because you actually took the time to have that conversation but I don't know kind of back to where we started just the whole as a parent and I guess that's what drove my fascination with it as a parent of course we try and do everything we can to give our children the best shot that we can at life and the decisions we make when we're parenting are based on our own experience and all of a sudden wow what a set of data points you know you you think them taking 250 pictures of themselves a day (laughs) i do not think that's good at all i think it's insane and you know that's the downside to it right i'm just sort of back at the whole you know my buddy steve or kim or whatever what did they do in high school you know were they involved in extracurricular activities were they social or not what kind of grades did they make what sort of class regimen were they in were they all ap or just sort of middle of the road or more rudimentary stuff and where did they wind up did they tend to be people that were angry or people that were happy and grateful what kind of mindset did they take into life a few years after they left high school and on average where did it get them and i don't know i found found myself as a parent becoming less concerned with some of the things that that parents conventionally have been concerned about and more concerned about some of those intangibles and uh (laughs) i hope to heck it's paid off i have no idea you know the the biggest one you know are you are you happy john lennon right remember that one the assignment yeah you got what do you want to be when you grow up and you just had happy Happy, on a piece of paper and the teacher says i don't think you understood the assignment (laughs) i think you did pretty well he said i don't think you understand life right probably a good one to end on not so random thoughts from a grateful mind and soul hopefully with a dose of pragmatically positive perspective and prognostication that may or may not be of use somewhere else in the universe i'm big on gratitude so thank you for listening i'm big on latitude so never stop contemplating prognosticating learning and growing I'm big on attitude, so maintain a pragmatically positive perspective, and today is a great day to be alive. Seize it.